This is the Simply King Podcast. This is your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. Now, today is a special one, a very special one. I have a return guest that I'm so glad that she's back. We got a lot of time to catch up, to be quite honest. I think she was a part of the, you know, before the rapture episodes. Okay, okay. <laughs> she was there before okay. the rapture episodes. <laughs> okay. uh, when we were free. When we were right, free. right. Uh, with one of the best podcast names and one of just the best things to ever put out there as a phrase of just, just great philosophy to live by. She knew nothing. Um, I have here with me Aisha Odu Ola Owu. Oh whoa! 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 Like oh whoa! Oh whoa! Oh whoa! Oh whoa! How you how you been? How you been? I am good. It's the first of the month, right? And I feel real like this today was really, really good. It was really good. Like it caught me for a loop. It was like. I had some moments to commune with God, and I was like, "Oh damn, I needed that. I needed that." Mm-hmm. So it was, it was today. It was a good. It was a good Tuesday. Good Tuesday. How about you? Uh, my day was cool. My day was cool. It was. Um, it was. I felt like it was. It went by kind of fast, but it was. It was decent. You know what I'm saying? Not too much to do. Really, just following up with people, and um, but still, you know, I'm, I'm glad that a lot of my day was filled with really pretty much just this. Like I recorded early a few hours ago. And um, had jumped in and recorded something. Somebody had some shea butter. They wanted me to just sniff on camera. Okay. I'm like, all right, I okay. sniff it. I guess you know, cool. You know, okay. right? Uh, right. So <laughs> it's, it's it's a vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah, it's a vibe. Um, but no, let us get right into it. Uh, as I said before, we haven't spoken since 2019, and it's crazy to think how like the universe really just hit the fast forward button on so many things in our lives. Just in terms of just like, you know, just it's crazy to think we are in 2022 when it feels like what was 2021, what was 2020. Um, so much of our lives have been so shifted and changed since then. I want to know, you know, right. just how have you been? How have you know, I, ho- I hope that the the pandemic as of, you know, as to date has not affected you so, so greatly. I just want to know, you know, how, how have you been since the last time we spoke? Honestly. Um, I know a lot of people have experienced a lot of like turmoil and turbulence mm. due to the changes. But for me, this was a really good season. Mm. And and um, it was a very good season for me. I got to finally address things that I've put in the back burner mm. because, you know, we didn't have any time to... Um, before the D-Day, we didn't have time to really actually, like, catch our bearings. We're always on go, go, go. But then we had, like, a mandatory um, timeout. 
and we had to, you know, think and whatnot and expand and um, find out, do self-inventory. And I think um, during this season, I definitely allowed myself to, I gave myself permission to um, evaluate, pivot, and create um, um, a pathway that I feel is going to last for a good minute. Um, the last time we talked, I wasn't in school. Uh, I think I was probably even struggling with the idea of school and whatnot. And now I'm in my senior year um, in psychology and I am, you know, imposter syndrome is like realer than ever because I'm so close to the end, mm. um, which is, is which is just a, a, a prerequisite for a new beginning. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, you got yourself here. What next? And I don't want to think too much in the future. Um, I want to give myself grace um, for the past. And I want to be aware of my movements today. So that's mm. why today was even so interesting because today has been one of the first days that I feel real grounded and present. Like real grounded and present. So honestly, I'm grateful. Yeah. Uh, that's the biggest update. What's up, y'all? I'm Rodney Perry, also known as King. And let me welcome you to my Patreon. Three tiers that come with so many great perks. Not only bonus and exclusive content, but also you're going to get affirmations. You're going to get creative resources. You're going to get so much more. But if you subscribe to the Kingmaker tier, which is the top tier, you'll get a one-on-one -on -one monthly call with me that you can use as a discovery call, as a brainstorming call, something to help you stay accountable, help me help you. I think we're going to have a good time. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry. We're going to grow. So I feel like we are on this journey together and I appreciate you in advance for even wanting to come along and do and invest in me so I can invest in you. You'll thank yourself later. Let's go. I'm more grateful. Hell yeah. I'm more, I'm more grateful. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. That's yeah. real. That's real as shit. Because um, <laughs> it is. Because I think if anything, with a lot of things that have shifted and changed for me, I, I feel that same same space. I feel like I'm grateful more and more often now. I think I remind myself yeah. to be grateful more and more often now. I think I've practiced it in moments that feel good and that don't where I don't feel at my best still being grateful. And I don't think that's something that yeah. I did pre-pandemic. I think pre-pandemic, I was um, caught in a loop of um, believing that something was something else was going to happen um, to finally yeah. kind of release me of um, of certain things in my life. And then once quarantine happened, that that just sitting down period. I realized so much. I realized how I wasn't sleeping the way I should. Um, the quality of my sleep being so terrible and how that affected me. Um, just assessing so many different things about me, just my space and 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 how I needed to change and shift so much about a lot of me. And, um, and also just finally betting on myself. It's kind of like, all right, Rodney, like, You've been known for for years exactly what it is that you'd rather be doing and what you'd rather be working towards. How long will, do you think it will take before you to finally start doing the thing? And um, yeah, taking that leap of faith was probably the biggest thing I needed for me, and I think it was right on time. And um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it should be necessary. Like just certain major shifts are necessary, and I think for me, 
it was feeling like so much was happening. It felt like 2020 was so unprecedented. I remember saying this shit damn near two years ago. By the end of that year, uh, feeling like I needed to be unprecedented too. Like feeling like I need to do something I haven't seen um, in myself yet. And that's why I think what built me up to even do those things and like prepare and think differently and challenge myself differently. And the shit was beautiful. It came out beautiful. I love that. I love that. I love that. Go ahead, black man. Be great. Be great, honestly. Stepping in it, you know? It's necessary, okay? And that's the thing, that self-inventory that I've really appreciated in that time is to actually check in with yourself, you know? Like, actually give us that pause, but, and still create and still do. And one thing I can say about you is consistency. Like, you've been consistent. And I know, like, as a creator, sometimes you don't feel like you're consistent enough. Hell but yeah. as a third party watching, you're consistent. You're making your presence known and you're tapping into conversations that we need more melanated people to join. And thank you for that space. Thank you, honestly. I, yeah. I, look, I really appreciate that shit because I feel like that's what I've been getting a lot of. Um, once I like started to put more time and energy into my mm-hmm. things and also reassess and read and kind of change the overall branding of my page and just the types of things I wanted to give people more of, um, I realized mm-hmm. that people started to get my message a lot better. You know, once I was right. able to like give more, just a little bit more. Because before it was like, all I'm giving you is what I got time to give. I got to still go to work. I still got to sit in front of a computer for, you know what I'm saying, eight, nine hours. So whatever I can squeeze out of it is what y'all getting. (laughs) And as soon as I got more space and more time and more clarity on what it is I can make this shit look like, I feel like people, things started to curl over a little bit differently. And people started to like come to me and ask me about particular things in specific ways and be like, hey, is this what you're doing? And this what's happening? Is what's... I was like, yeah, you get it. Yeah, that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And I needed to. You feel that. it. You understand. That's because no, that. it, it's that simple sometimes. Um, like, literally, early today, uh, somebody told me that she felt like uh, she loves how I'm doing so much out loud. She was like, it seems like you are growing out loud. Like, you're not yeah. doing It's like, she was like, just things. She was like, just being somebody who's followed you for so long, just like what you said. I've seen yeah, it's present. grow out, it. yeah, grow out loud and, and like take the tangible things. She was like, yeah, it's one thing to say that you want to be uh, to shift and reprogram and do all these other things. But it seems right. like you're really trying your best to right. do it and make sure that everybody else knows that it's happening and that it's possible. And witness it. Yes, because we live in a generation where everyone wants to do something behind the scenes or they don't want to put themselves out there for critique or judgment or mm-hmm. criticism they or they want to have a very manicured um presence yeah online and whatnot but the fact that you do tap into taboo conversations and you do tap into conversations that may um be um may be of um of, of discomfort for some people yeah. because they haven't given themselves permission to, to live out loud. So I definitely understand her sentiment when you are, when we get to see your growth out loud, because mm. a lot of people do, you know, keep those things hidden. You know, they want to show you the end result. Hell yeah. But what I can say is that you 
you truly make a commitment to showing the process. And I can appreciate that. Yeah. I can appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, Keep it and up. Keep it I, up. I am. I am. I plan to. Honestly, I feel like what I've gotten most from the pandemic definitely is understanding that we're in process more than we are at the beginning or the end of something. You know, we dead ass are like in the in the act of changing from one state to another more than we are only in one of the other sides, you know? Like you, it takes way more time for you to be in the process of becoming, of getting your degree than it does you just solely just having it and just living in it. Because once you got it, you got it, and then what okay. else? There's no, now you're just you know progressing what? to, a, you're progressing to a new thing. Because even once you get a, right. if you're working to be a doctor, you still have to then go to, you know, become another thing and then start a whole nother thing right. and start a whole nother thing. Right. And, um, and just, that never ends. <laughs> it just never ends. Well, so it's like mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta get okay. We gotta become okay with the process. And I think so much of life is so binary, where it's like this and that, this and that. And um, mm-hmm. when it's so much gray in the, in between, there's so many shades of 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 gray in the in between. Of like it's gonna be like this. It's gonna be some gradients in this motherfucker. And those right. have so many and different birds. Yeah, and and, and so right. many colors. And so it's um, a couple of them. <laughs> so many. So it's kind of like you got to be okay to shift and your mood to shift and for your ideas to shift for you to really be able to be the person that you're really supposed to be. And um, I'm not playing with that when it comes to me because it's kind of like uh, it, it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel right to kind of settle on what if what how I've current how I've recently treated myself. And every time yeah. I realize that I'm treating myself better, I'm definitely gonna let it be known. And um, because I think that That's often funny. we don't make room and make space for those things. Like, hey, how I've been acting towards me hasn't even been the best. Fuck how I've been treating everybody else. Everybody else. And all right, this other. And I right. think that's what people focus a lot on. Um, like, mm-hmm. are you a good person to everyone else? Are you a good person or a good employee or a good at whatever else that serves all these things outside yourself and. Quite often, I don't think we don't spend enough time asking ourselves how good are we are, how good are we to, to each ourselves. other, and I and I, yeah. you know, and I, and I mean, just the our key beings, is, you know. The better you're good to yourself, the more um, you're able to give onto others because mm. you're able to sustain that energy. Yeah. So when you are when you are good and kind and gracious to yourself, you um, allow a, a, an environment for you to also extend that that grace and love that you have towards yourself towards others, that understanding that you put towards yourself, you can now put that understanding to the next person. Yeah. And it really is a cycle of things. It's just like, but you have to go inward. Um, and sometimes, you know, you, you, some people go through uh, judgment, you know, they, or they get to a breaking point where they go to an extreme because they've been giving themselves so much to others that yeah. they become like ice cold to everybody else and become selfish and not selfful. And, um, you know, it becomes a destructive thing by protecting yourself. Mm. Um, so finding that balance, um, it's very important. Um, and that's the season that I'm in right now is choosing when to have rules, um, or not even rules, but boundaries and to enforce my boundaries. Yeah, um, and it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. They'll be okay. Everybody will be okay. You know what I'm saying? They'll be, okay. They'll be all right. <laughs> this ain't the first time you heard no. 
You need to. You might need to hear a little bit right. more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you know um, what I'm saying. God's using me. Right, right. <laughs> oh, oh, it, it, it hit a little different when you hear that <laughs> word. You don't hear it too often. Mm-hmm. No. It humble you. Yeah, it do. It do. A good no. A humble your ass real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's but let's pivot to because um, there is some um, particular discoveries in terms of just you yeah. know where we what we talked about last, and we talked about so much in terms of just. I've learned so much, and I think it's funny how certain words that I think you have spoken to on this podcast that are now very much common phrases now. I didn't know anything right. about love bombing until uh, until you shared that to me in that moment years ago, and now it's something right. that a lot more people talk about publicly more often. Everybody knows about it. Right. right. Uh, everybody a narcissist now. Everybody narcissist. <laughs> everybody. And that's honestly, I'll be telling, I'll be telling, I'm telling more and more men more often. I'm using that as an angle to push men to therapy. As I'm like, if you I was like, you know what a cheat code to dating is, bro? And they'd be like, what? And I'm like, it's there. Maybe like, really? I'm like, hear me out. If you dating somebody and they dead ass call you a narcissist, right? This may be true or yeah. not. Either way, because now it's such a buzzword, I can see how easily it can be thrown around. You can take that word, that accusation to your therapist Mm -hmm. and talk about it. Tell them exactly the exact same thing they said about why they believe you to be a narcissist. Mm -hmm. And then assess that. Either your therapist is going to tell you. Break it down. Break it down. They're going to tell you exactly why they're right or they're going to tell you exactly what they're projecting. Either way, Mm -hmm. you're now way more capable of approaching the situation versus you not having a therapist and you're going to tell Marcus and them that your ass, you know what I'm saying? I'm a girl called my ass a narcissist. I don't like, you looked up there what that shit mean? I, am I like that? I mean, it's, narcissism is a medical condition. And yes. we, we have to remember that you might not even be a narcissist, but showcase narcissistic traits. Yeah. Right. And I honestly believe that as a culture, we have been, um, conditioned to have narcissistic traits. Mm. Um, and we don't even see that because everyone's doing it. And yeah. because everyone is doing it, everyone can recognize it. Another person mm-hmm. detected. Do you recognize it in yourself? Oof. Do you rec- <laughs> okay. Do you recognize it in yourself? And do you know where it stems from? And a good therapist, a good therapist is going to make sure that you tap into what um what brought you to that mindset of yeah. having to control everything and having to manicure your life for every certain person every different way um but but healing's in the pudding you know what I'm it's, it's like, deep in the pudding you gotta scoop it up and stir it up you know what i'm saying you gotta you gotta hit it one of them real okay, good because okay. it's it, that's real that's real and you know i realize so much now and um we can pivot to you know the first topic when it comes to dating now, I think it's interesting how much ego shows up, right? And um, that's where it shows up the most. Yes, your interpersonal relationships and your romantic relationships—that's where you see, that's where you see your your greatness and your shadow. Yeah, take a sip. <laughs> it's funny. What's funny? What's funny about it is um. I, I think this is the first time because I think it's, this is the longest time I think I've been in twenty from twenty twenty to now, in terms mm-hmm. of just like that span of time and how many moments in that time where I was actually single, 
Um, yeah. It's the longest I've like actually been single for periods of time in like the first time mm-hmm. in my life. I feel like I was always dating. Mm-hmm. I was always a serial dater. So I'm finally able to kind of really see what it is because I've never really felt like I never really understood what my friends were speaking to, especially like my homegirls who would say like, it ain't shit out here. The streets is not streets is not sweet. Da, 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 da. And I'll be like, <sighs> I know I knew I knew I was never the one to have judgment or quote, give an objective ranking of the things, because I feel like every time mm-hmm. I'm on and I'm like trying to, you mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying trying to connect with some I easily do. You know, because I think that's just always been my mode, but I'm a serial data, mind you. So maybe I had to kind of okay. assess why it is. Can I easily connect? What is it really? Right. And so right, right. now I think I'm I think in that time, in the time that I've spent, I think I'm now able to be able to decipher what it is I need to really feed, you know, lean into and invest in versus not. But I do right, now right. feel like it does seem like the, the waters are muddy like a motherfucker in this dating pool. It um, is. There's kiss in the dating pool. True. I've heard that thing. <laughs> There's a lot of pee in it. There's a lot of pee in the dating pool. Okay. <laughs> and I, I think it's, you know, it's also, it stems from a lack of self-awareness. And I think people um, forget that a partnership requires you to know yourself. Mm. Um, and um, as you are um, embarking your single season. I'm embarking on a relationship that I genuinely believe is suiting me mm. in a way where I'm just I can't I don't have to be anybody else. I don't have to be performative in my relationship. That's good. Um and and because you know dating and flirting is all performative. Hell yeah! It's all it's it's all you know your characters and your representative. You're you're performing to to be chosen. Um, and I'm I'm not gonna hold you. Not everyone does this, um, and I know that. But for me, okay, I can only talk about my my testimony. <laughs> um, I was uh, okay. I was reformed. Pick me, okay. I had a lot of healing to do. And a lot of my um, worth came into, because um, I too am a serial dater. And, um, and you know, to the point where if a relationship didn't work, I knew that I had to make sure I got someone who was better than my ex. Mm. That was like, that was, it was like, never. <laughs> like, nah, <laughs> you, you fumbled. Now, now I must show you up. Um, and, and it was not even more about how do I feel in this relationship? How does this person make me feel in this relationship? It was more or less, of um, this is going to get me to the point where I'm validated. Mm. Um, and I had to kind of like really assess like, why, why are those things important to me? And then also assess like what actually is important to me. And really dive into, and this is the first relationship where I can ask those questions without judgment. Now he will have a little like, what the, you know, (laughs) but at the same time, I also know that the same way I'm learning, he's also learning Mm -hmm. and we learn through our open communication. And because of our open communication, we have a, um, I genuinely believe we have a better chance because we choose to understand 
because it's a choice to try to understand someone. Hell yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a choice. Yeah. It's a choice. It is. It is, and that's beautiful. Yeah. I'm glad. I think that's that's beautiful that you put it in that way. The one that fits you, the one that makes sense for you, um, because yeah. I think a lot of yeah. a lot of that I see when I'm just hearing people, you know, speak to their dating situation or failed situationships that didn't become anything. Um, in a lot of cases, uh, I've seen a lot of people speak to something where they wanted a person that looked like the person for them to just mm-hmm. be that. When it's like. Look, baby, like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, sometimes that candy wrapper that look real good got some sugar-free shit in it that you ain't want. You know what I'm saying? You want something a little bit sweeter. You want something a little bit different. You, you can't make have, you know. can't make that the ingredients of whatever this thing is different just because you like aspects of it, you know? And I see it right. very often with, you know. And we settle for that. And we have yeah. so many options. Yeah. We have so many options. And we have so, um, it's like, especially with social media and whatever and like especially with all the dating sites and even networking and all those things it's like we have so many options and um it's so people are disposable yeah yeah <laughs> hey but you know people you are disposable yeah people know that they are disposable it's like people know that they are disposable and people know that they dispose of people so quickly yeah um and there's no real like um, there's no room for development. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, I'm touching off the lines because a lot of people are like, I don't want the most struggle love. I completely understand. But understand that when there is a struggle, you're going to want someone who is um, able to withstand um, that journey with you. Um, and you have to look at character. and You have to look at how not how they make you feel, but do they make you, not just how they make you feel love, but do they make you feel secure? Mm. Um, you know, and, and, and on both ends, right? Because a woman needs to feel secure the same way a man needs to feel secure. Yeah. Um, it's just in different ways. Yeah. And a lot of us don't even know how to secure ourselves, And so we come into this relationship seeking for someone to, you know, hold us down, hold us down. And we're we're already starting on a deficit. That's so real. Yeah. That's so real. Mm. Damn. That's so real. I, I feel I feel like I feel like you said something because I, I think um somebody had asked me because they one of my uh, coworkers right now had told me he's getting back into the dating scene. He was like, "How is it out there?" <laughs> and I was like, "To be it's dangerous." And I was like, "I was like, be careful." But I, I feel like. <laughs> What I've noticed about tables. <laughs> what I, yeah, there's a whole lot of this whole lot of furniture talking. We ain't at the Ashley's, you know what I'm saying? And uh and keys. Furn- yeah, keys and, <laughs> and then, <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh but I told him I was like, to me it feels like a lot of people are uh playing the who can care who can care least game as long as they can. Mm. I don't care. Mm. So it is what it is. Or I don't care. Mm. Well it is what it is. The yeah. disposable part that yeah. you said really speaks to that to me. And I remember having it like coming into awareness of this with somebody who was clinging on to somebody that they basically didn't have anymore, but they kept clinging on to this person and they started to move on. But they still were clinging on to this person. And I had to tell them something that was a, a, a very hard truth. And that hard truth was you see yourself only as the chosen one and you are an option to him. 
to him, okay? You're not chosen to him. You're not the only choice to him. You are the no. option. So no. he's going to treat you like an option. He's not. He's going to ration out his time. He's not going to be as, quote, unquote, all in because he's somewhere else, too. He's, or he, or even if he's not somewhere else with somebody else, he wants to create the space for anybody else to, to possibly feel. You <laughs> see what I'm in. saying? And you got to be cool with that. But also, too, what are you doing in the meantime? You know what I'm saying? What do you really spend? Why? Why are you so all in about this man? And consider right, and consider right. consider the things that you're lacking to be reasons as to why you should create more space for other people for yourself or possibly for him not to be there at all. Be an option? Yeah, or or, right. or, or, or why or, have we shown loyalty to someone that you you we don't really actually know yet? Yeah. And but we it's 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 such a danger. It's so scary. It's so dangerous. It's like ah, I don't know, because I'm telling you, I went through that moment where um, especially in the beginning of our relationship. I mean, I told you I was on the precipice of my whole phase. So I was ready to like, I was ready to burn these streets yeah. willfully. Yeah. Let me, <laughs> highway, byway, I was ready. Yeah. Okay. And I knew that, you know, cause I was, I was hurt. Essentially I was, I was hurt and I was, you know, and I was, and then also I got to a point where I wasn't hurt anymore but I didn't care. Yeah. And 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 sometimes we, you know, misconstrued to not care with being reckless. But I will say that I didn't care. I didn't have any expectations for how people were going to treat me because I felt like I've saw I've I've seen it all. Yeah. Um it and can't get any worse so, than this. Yeah, can you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like <laughs> it is what it is, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So um, but like I said, when I, when I met my boyfriend, I was, he came at me, <laughs> he came at me in a way where, um, because I was at this point of not caring, um, I was a lot more free. My mm. representative was, um, unavailable. <laughs> yeah. Um, you get so, you get so tired and frustrated that you don't even care to pick your representative because it doesn't matter. Mm, okay. Yeah. You you gonna get what you get. Okay. You gonna you gonna get what you get. And if you vibe with it, you vibe with it. If you don't, oh well. Yeah. It ain't my problem. That's yours. And um, that's the energy that I was on. So when he came and approached me, uh, I was on that, and it was receptive. Mm. And it was the first time I didn't have to be a lady. <laughs> I didn't have to be demure and feminine yeah. and in my goddess vibes. I didn't have to be that. Yeah. Um, I got to, I got to just, to just kick shit with some guy who was cool and, um, and vibe with him. And once I started to vibe with him, then you start to get familiarized and start to actually start to have open communication. Mm. And I'm telling you, the communication that I had with him was very, challenging in the beginning because um we both were coming from places where we've been hurt and treated well but we both had the intention we knew that we were good partners but we were in wrong relationships and partnerships mm. and um and so the communication was very big on our part but you know when you feel like you're a good partner and you actually meet another good partner 
then they start to show you things that you probably would have never seen with another person. Yeah. In your past. Yeah. And and now you are forced to see this, you know, this mirror of who you are, and it might not be that great. Mm. You might have to do some tweaking. Mm-hmm. You might have to be more. You might have to be more communicative, and you might actually have to learn how to um, delegate. Yeah. In certain things, and um, ooh, that was hard. Okay, because yeah. I'm a lover. Okay, I'm not thinking about those things like those codes that everyone thinks about. Because sometimes I can be individ- individualistic about my my love, yeah. and um, and maybe that might not always be suitable for a partnership because you have to think about our love in those cases. But um, but yeah, I had to make sure that I, I I communicated, and it was hard because there were some hard no's that I I haven't uh, I didn't I didn't realize was a thing. You know, when you talk to dudes that was you know I love all people. So I'm a pansexual at heart, so I love everybody. You know, I love everybody and how they how they look. <laughs> everybody looks nice. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, and and I am, you know, I am very extroverted and I am social. And so um, I'm a natural flirt. And I think um, even when I was in committed relationships, it never went to any extreme where I disrespect myself. But I also knew that for some people, it was a very uncomfortable thing to witness if you yourself were also as free. Yes. Or you wasn't also as um, communicative or, you know, and it's always, you know, the extrovert falling for an introvert. It's just like. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, it's just like, and, you know, that clash. And maybe it's a grounding of um, it all, you know, maybe, maybe it can feel it like is. somebody really feels like home because they, they, they know how to stay in order. They know how to like calm the fuck down. They know how to like. Be a more a little bit more uh measured and mod and like moderate almost. Right. Uh, while while you while you can just live. While you just so right. used to just living and firing you shit just off. Here living. So they appreciate you for your freedom and you appreciate them for their um um their inwardness. Yes. Their appreciation for themselves. Yeah. And so, you know, they they appreciate you being yourself and you appreciate them protecting them, their energy. Yeah. Um, and and so as much as you admire those things, you still have to find ways to coexist in those relationships. And um, but even though I'm an extra, I'm also an introvert. I also need to take some time to, you know, I'm a social introvert. But yet I like to keep my <laughs> I like to but he's helped me understand because I mean honestly, being in a relationship, there's there's relationships that I would even though um, I may have, you know, had relations with, when well, you know, we talk about relations and we pull a Jada Pinkett on us and when we had dealings with each other and, and, and you know, when we had those moments, you know. <laughs> when you had previous entanglements, okay, um, <laughs> you've had some entanglements with some people and learning the boundaries of now that I'm in a relationship, and no, even though we are no longer entangled, <laughs> um, um, still, you know, having that friendship or that connection with that person while in a relationship, and and is there is there is there um, 
is there a boundary being crossed? And we went through a lot of those. It's like, dang, okay, I can't talk. Because I, the people that I've realized I've entangled with, I wouldn't have entangled with them if I didn't find them to be good, like, good people. Like, I, you know, I fuck with you. Like, that's the, the, the relationship that I have with you. That's the, you know, I actually really, I, I see something in you. So, you know, like, so the people that I did have entanglements with, I'm like, dang, all right. Um, how do I how do not, how do I now cut them off because I'm in a relationship? And mind you, this is the first time I've actually been in a situation like that because um, most of the times when in my previous relationships, when I was dating someone, I really wasn't in the scene to even be talking to other people. You know, what I'm seeing I was just I was just just chilling, and you know, I meet this person, and then we get in a relationship. And so there was no real idea of competition, or there was no real idea of another person coming in or doing souping and whatever. But because I was on the precipice of my whole face, there was entanglements <laughs> that it's some, it's some were not... It's an active prescription, <laughs> <a> subscription still <laughs> alive, yeah. The roster was sloppy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A couple of, there, was a, there was a couple of things that I had to figure out. And so when you're getting into a relationship, and even though you're getting to know each other, and whatnot, there are things that I still, we had to discuss, and I'm like, damn, okay, um, I don't mind cutting this person off, but I need you to understand it might be a little hard for me. Um, and being honest about that um, was sometimes even a challenging, because, you know, with women, it's like we're, men feel entitled to our loyalty. Yeah, for sure. They, they feel entitled to our loyalty, even though, like, you know, men were like, oh, women are this, this, that, and the other. But, like, in order for them to become loyal to us, they have to see us be loyal to them. Mm. And, <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, if I'm lying, I'm flying. Like, it's just, it's just one of those things where I'm just like, dang, you know, and I, I was tired of that. Like, why am I, I'm tired of, you know, making you the main choice when I'm an option. So coming to the relationship, I was just like, you're an option and I treated you that way. And that was, if I was to go back into our relationship, um, I would, I would talk, I would, I would, I would have, I would have came at it a lot differently. But I'm grateful that I came at it the way I did come with it because I knew that if I didn't come out there that way, then I would still be giving my representative. And that would leave room for sneakiness and lies. Hell yeah. And you know what I'm saying? That makes sense. So, mm -mm. but that's what I'm just like, mm -mm. I need to, I need to at least have that. And I'm grateful that I had that space, but Hell yeah. that was a lot. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Mm -hmm. and, and I think um, the vital part of it is that you did, you did grow through it all. And I think so much mm -hmm. of, so much of it all, so much of it is um, not want to go through that process. I think that's why dating is so weird for a lot of people now is because they want, and, I, and I've done, I've tried my best to find the best language to speak to this when I'm in conversations with people about this very topic of just men right. of men showing up in a particular way that isn't suitable to the relationship they want um, with mm. these men. It's like, I want, you, I always tell, I've, I've said it maybe once or twice on the internet, but I feel like it's something I need to like really synthesize into a really easy, tangible way of just understanding what the fuck I mean. 
because I think people okay. think that I'm saying to like cut slack or to uh, as an excuse for men in some way, shape or form. While for me, I'm just trying right. to level set when I say this. And what else, what I say to them is there's this expectation for men to almost have the exact same capacity of emotionality as you, as if you haven't already been like incubated to have the level of emotion, <laughs> emotionality that you have today. So mm-hmm. you're speaking from the standpoint of being in this teenager, adolescent level of of uh, emotionality and self-understanding and so on and so forth. And the only reason why it's not adult is because you are interacting with men specifically. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can really grow if you only are interacting with other people who are at mm-hmm. yet again at an arrest development because you do need that um, exchange to become a better, under, a better, a better, you know, um, partner or actively be able to apply the things that you feel like, you know, to really put right. those things into a test while men are literally infantile in these things. It's not an excuse. It's an understanding that there's things being said or things being expected as if that's, if we're coming at it at the same level, you know, and we're not, we're just not mm. like, you're not going to meet you. And I, I know this by way of true, true, empirical evidence in my day-to-day life. I don't like that in my own journey and my own sense of self-improvement and my own sense of like trying to be a better person and being a better man and just showing up differently in these romantic spaces Mm -hmm. that the things that are breath of fresh air for me have nothing to do with me. They're due to Mm -hmm. the lack of these things being in the market, in the market of dating. So it's mm-hmm. like I do a thing that really could be seen as your bare minimum right. of requirements for right. a person you're dating, but because I do mm-hmm. it, it's the, I'm now I'm now top pick. Top I'm, I'm top you're contender. Top I'm contender. on top of the yeah. roster, and for me, I know that I'm still at this place where you're still this person. I'm trying to get to know. Like, yes, we already have that initial attraction, but I'm trying to right. make this thing curl all the way over. But because there's this deficit of a character trait right. that I'm showing you, it's In like. Well, what mm-hmm. the fuck? I, well, how, well, how can I how can I battle against this? And it, it irks my nerves uh, because it's like now it seems it's like a I, pressure on you, too. It's a whole lot of pressure because I, I remember telling my yeah, therapist this. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I remember telling my therapist this. I was like, you don't know how often I hear the phrases. You're the first. You're the only. This is this is the um, first time I've ever seen. I, I have never all these various mm-hmm. phrases and then filling in the blank with something else. And it never really made me feel good. I think when I was younger, I used to like it and it used to really give me a boost to my ego. Yeah. But then as it, it consistently validation, now it's just like, like, I right, okay. now like <laughs> that ain't good, baby. Like, I'm sorry. Like that ain't good. Like, I'm sorry that I'm okay. the first nigga to do this very simple thing. Like, and it, it's, it's very human ass things. It's not even like, it's something that's so loving and specific. It's just like, right. I did this for you. I considered you. I thought you were a human being and I asked a particular question or created yeah. space. In a, and that's usually what the commonality is. It might be different from person to person I've dated, but the biggest thing is dead ass that I create space that I like allow for you to be you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And right. that is something right. that I don't think a lot of men um, acknowledge that they don't know how to do or don't even realize they're not doing because in they're their mind, because in their mind, they're what they're doing is um because in their mind, nine times out of 10, they're already just assessing that I'm the initiator of this situation. I need to 
I guess, convince you to give me the time of day. If you don't want it, you don't want it. If you do, you do. But it's on everyone's me. Everyone's coming with their, everyone's coming with uh their with their representative, or they come in with something that's their that they can't sustain. Yeah. And when you meet someone that this is not a matter of sustaining, this is a matter of just who they are. Um, people are really dazed and confused. Like yeah, yeah. people, like I, I remember men being dazed and confused because I would listen to them, or because I would, uh, uh, or I would, I would push them to achieve a goal or I saw I saw their vision and I validated their vision mm. and you know and and I think it's on both ends that um there is um there is just this this deficit that all of us are at where we we don't have enough um kindness and love and genuine um genuine visibility and what yeah. i mean by genuine visibility is that a lot of people are not seen around the people that they're that that they're amongst in their proximity a lot of people are not seen in their proximity and they seek that out in a partner and when they find someone that sees them now they want to possess them yes and own them yes and they want to um to to occupy their time and and affection and and their love and it is very hard especially like what i would consider as people of kindred people i would say that especially it's hard for people like us because it's like maybe this is who i am and i'm on a very expansive love and i actually can be given a lot more but i feel like i can't I don't want to be owned. I don't want to be owned by you because yes. I don't want you to stop me from connecting with the people that's going to change my that might change my life. That might that might and that's the thing about monogamy that I feel sometimes um, it hasn't fully evolved yet I because agree. monogamy is built on essentially ownership. Yeah. Um, it's built on this binary um, mindset of just just the two of us. Yep. For, for, forever. That's the only forever. way it will be. We will die together. There's nothing else. Very talking. They talk. People talk. People who are like lean into monogamy talk like they on Love Is Blind. I don't know if you watch Love Is Blind, but they, I love. Oh look, don't get me started because I seen Mallory the other day out here. Cause you know it's in Chicago. I seen her the other day. She was. She. They was. The white folks was hollering at her ass. They was ah, okay. like it was wild. But it but just how they spoke on that show is how I think a lot of people I think a lot of people do are just that way, like we're gonna be together forever. Like we're about to start the rest forever. of our and I always cringe when I hear that shit. I'm like, divorce is possible. Y'all breaking up is possible. Exactly. Like so many is things. Like why can't it thing. why can't it just be or y'all worse, be happy? Or worse they say this, they say, I don't believe in divorce. And I'm just like <laughs> I you you um, you will until you get in one. You know, and the crazy thing is, I am the daughter of a divorce attorney. Damn. So, and but also, I'm also the daughter of um, two parents who've been together for over thirty years. Damn. That's real. Okay. So I've seen. 
really, my middle name means two things I grappled with the most, love and joy. And mm. these are the two things that I've been completely exposed to in all of the spectrums, the lack of it and the fullness of it. And I realized that, thank you so much, I realized that, like, love is not just this limited idea of just the two of us. Yeah, You have the capacity to love a lot of people in various ways. Various. There's multiple there's multiple definitions of love and titles of love and kinds of love. And it is it is naive. Let me say that. It is naive to believe that you are going to love just one person. Mm-hmm. Um I think what people may not even understand, mind you, like um I'm in a monogamous relationship, but I have a, I have an appreciation and understanding of polyamory. And I have I could even have a polyamorous mindset of free love, you know what I'm saying? But polyamory and po- uh, polygamy and all those things, that, and polyandry, let's not forget, because the ladies be having three husbands too, and they are willingly participating. They okay? down, they big down. Okay, and flourishing with their four incomes. Mm-hmm. Don't play but um, those, the things that we, the misconstrued things in the monogamy mindset is that um, polyamory is about just everyone sleeping with all different types of people and whatnot. But no, in actuality, it's, you know, it's about open communication. Most, most, if done correctly, um, not to say we would go, but most polyamorous relationships um, are very detailed oriented. They're very structural um a lot of people may not and there's a solely solo person so there's someone i know once you have this when you, when you listen back to this you're like oh shit i gotta type these up so um, solo poly? things that you're so so there's solo polyamorous people and then there's people who are in a higher hierarchy type um, a polyamory. So basically, they have a primary lover that they have decided this is who I'm going to build my life with. The expansions of this, but now between our um, communication and our contract with each other, we um, either um, only extend ourselves sexually, or we may extend ourselves emotionally, or we extend ourselves just via dates or flirting or we you know or some people some people may be linked with someone who is open and might not be open i don't suggest those situations because there's resentment builds later on um but there's all forms of it and this i mean there's people who are just going out on dates with other people they're not even sexually involved but they're open to um build um romantic interest or communicative interest because some people love to like just talk to other people yeah that's it sometimes you just want to sometimes you just want to talk to another person and it's no it's no fault to the person i love it's just that this person has different insight and i want to i want to appreciate that without feeling guilty yeah the problem is a lot of people are in monogamous relationships a lot of people say that they're in monogamous relationships but actually in secretive um, polyamorous relationships. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people are open, but open closed. Okay. Open closed. <laughs> open closed. They keeping it. They keeping it cracked. They leaving open the door. Open. Leaving the door open, open in a little bit. Them. Yeah. No, that's real. <laughs> right. Right. But um, it's it. 
I think a strong and healthy relationship is a relationship that communicates with each other. Yeah, no matter and what it is. You're not free to regardless of what it is yeah. and regardless of the loss or the gain. Because a lot of people are, you know, they are fearful of losing a person because um, of who because of who they are. But maybe if you don't let them know who you are, then do you know if they love you for who you are? Or do you think they love you for who you've been presenting or who you're who you've been keeping maintaining the appearance of and a lot of people i mean there's a lot i mean i can't talk i'm not gonna snitch on nobody but i know a lot of women who don't even who are not even truthful about the kind of porn they watch or the kind of the kind of thing the fantasies that they really actually want to participate and mm. i'll leave it just there okay mm. like <laughs> they're not, they're that's real that's real Okay, they're not talking about it because if they talk about it, then they're a hoe, then they're a slut, then they're for the streets. So, my nigga, I was for the highway. Okay, I am building new terrain. Okay, y'all not gonna have me out here in Old Perry. All right, no, we're not gonna do that. Okay, I am an evolved woman of this time, and a lot of people can't handle that. But I understand that you know, it takes a, it takes it takes a, a wise man and a strong man to be able to handle the fullness of a woman, yeah. especially a black woman. I agree because we don't. We, you need to be able to handle that because if not, you, you're going to end up being a, a, a associated and attached to someone who not only can't think for themselves, but they are so fearful. They're so fearful. And that, I mean, that can go down into financial abuse and emotional stuff, but like a lot of women, um, not a lot of women, but there's women who have um, built their relationship um comfort in their survival comfort yeah that makes sense you that makes I mean? sense and I, I think i think about that pretty often um because just to think about non-monogamy as a as a solution i think what helped legitimize this conversation from a public standpoint is when there were way more women speaking to it you know i feel like for yeah. shit, to be quite honest i think that's what probably killed the trust around the idea of non-monogamy was men basically kind of functioning from that space in the wrong way. Like I'm gonna have extra mm-hmm. partners. I'm gonna have me somebody outside the situation because that's just how mm-hmm. it is. That's just how men are. It's what they right. started to propel. When in actuality, that's not really the situation. And also to the reasons as to why so many men were uh, quote unquote in, in from that space being, you know, committing infidelity in some way, shape or form came from a different place than what right. people who are non-monogamous in different poly relationships do. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. And I think what I always tell people, and I'm not even a, a person who I, I don't even wouldn't consider myself to be somebody who's poly. I just think I have a at least an understanding. He's still mm-hmm. fucking relationships. Like, shit can still it's go still haywire. Shit still, still can, hectic. like, some of can still hurt your fucking feelings hurt your heart in so many ways. Yay. It is not one of them things where it's a solution to or, or a, a, to a relationship. Yeah. Or break your trust. Because that's the thing. It's just like, because it's not like this idea of, and you know what was crazy and what's hilarious that people don't really get? You can still cheat in a polyamorous relationship. Yeah. Because there are, there's codes to this. And yeah. honestly, the relationship, regardless of what, 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 where it falls in the spectrum, 
a relationship is about what you establish with that person. Yeah. Whether if you're in a relationship with yourself, it's what you establish with yourself. When you're in a relationship with another person, it's what you guys establish. And my thing is, when people ask me, am I submissive? Am I this and the other? I am submissive to the mission Oof. that we have established for both of us. Period. So it, it's not it's not just, and that's the thing about, you know, the, the, the love is blind thing. It's just that, a lot of these people are don't know what the mission is. They believe that the mission is the wedding day and to eventually kind of get married, but it's never to what is our goal. And that's why the whole Kyle and um, what's her name the the villain the blonde blonde hair village oh Shane Shane oh Shane and uh and um Shana. Shayna and Oh, Shayna and Shane. Oh, Shayna and Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shayna and Kyle is just like, y'all both talking about, y'all talk, both talking two different languages. Yeah. And instead of being honest with each other, you decide to pussyfoot around the things and then, you know, or or half-ass your yeses and noes. And it, it, and it, it leads to more disaster because you're not being truthful. And the why is it that you can't be truthful with someone that you love? Even if it doesn't work out, once again, you cannot worry too much about the gains and the losses that you will gain. Sometimes you just have to be honest. And if you're honest, that will set you free or, or give, you, give you wings. And I just realized that people are just not honest in their relationships. They don't want to be honest in their relationships yeah. because if they're honest, they're exposed. Yeah. Vulnerable. If you're honest, you're exposed. You're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You're put in a position where someone can use those things that you've allowed yourself to be exposed by, and they can they can hurt you. But my thing is, are you not that strong in your in your life and your convictions in your walk? Like, I ain't gonna hold you. There's nothing nobody can say to me that's gonna make me feel bad about the things that I uh, that I've already healed from feeling bad about. Mm, okay right you can't hurt me no you can't hurt me no more so if i say my truth if i say what i need to say then baby if you feel uncomfortable that's on you that's why you got to figure it out you don't like me because you feel like no that's real that's so real it's just yeah so but child that's another ball game in itself hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah (laughs) I, i think um the last, the last thing I wanted to uh, go go back and forth with you about is um, something I think it needs to. I, I've never spoken to, and I think you're the best person to speak to it with, and that's oh, the yeah. uh, idea of you know, of like pickneys and simps mm. and simping Oof. and all those various Oof. things because I think those things and show the toxic masculinity if and, it, the, and the red pill. <laughs> like it feels, it feels very much. It feels very much like. Um, but I feel like feel very much like it's in the it's in the ether of dating very often um, and disparaging and disparaging people's particular views because of those things. And I think it's yeah. a, it could be a more progressive conversation if mm-hmm. there's more um, real true education honesty. around it and honesty around it, because I think yeah. a lot of people who the people who may be called these things don't even consider themselves to be those things. And so how far is you, how far are you going to go if you call somebody something they don't really even understand themselves to possibly be? That's like, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's just like, it's just like. Is, hmm. Honestly, because, you know, just like how we talked about the idea of a narcissist and yeah. stuff like that. 
people are really unaware of their toxic emissions um, and their positive emissions. Like, honestly, um, like I said, it, it goes boils down to awareness. And I think that, and comfortability in your awareness of who you are. Yo, if you are a simp, I hate the words because honestly, it's this it's just pushing this idea of shame and guilt yeah, for it does. just who you are. And yeah. it's really just coming off a place of entitlement and, and insult. And we all that's all the that's all the generation got is insult. It's, yeah. it's damn if you don't learn it, damn if you do learn. And where would and, and where would it get where would it get those people? Yeah. And it's 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 cyclical in a way that is just kind of like it's it's rude because it's just like, damn, nobody don't nobody want to love anymore. Don't nobody, don't nobody wants to put their card on the table. We always talking about furniture. What you get to the table? What you got me? My cards. Like, like, I, like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we play this this cat and mouse game, and it's not working. It never um, worked. It's not, it's not working. And on top yeah. of that, it's just like, because sometimes, I'm not going to hold you, sometimes you do want to be loved by somebody. And not just somebody, you want to be loved by someone, you're born or born in your flesh of flesh. Like, and, and I hate when people make you feel bad for wanting that because it's just like, damn, like, um, why why am I why do I have to be weak to to want to be loved by a man and why do I have to be weak to show my woman how much I love and appreciate her yeah. like we are using these words as weapons tree because we really just jealous no I'm just playing <laughs> 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 but no, no, to, no, you, you made, that's uh, such a good point to make a joke for too, because I think <laughs> you're so right to, to me. I'm just, to me, I think I recognize online so often people reiterating particular points and reiterating particular things. And I'm like, all right, okay, y'all, we've had yeah. the $200 date conversation 200 times by now. What is the progression of this conversation? What is the next fucking step? And I've challenged, I've challenged a lot of people, right? I've challenged a lot of people. And I know, I know for a fact based off of me mm-hmm. doing this, because I know I'm equipped to have the conversations with on, on these matters. I've, if I see, you know, especially if I see certain, you know, men and women on Twitter, especially say certain things that feel like they're only just kind of keeping the same thing going, the same mindset, the same opinions, the same talking points from however long ago. And I'm like, oh, okay, I agree. But also, too, what do you think about this? And then they'll immediately, they don't know how to respond to somebody that's trying to have a conversation. So they think I'm immediately trying to disagree with them. They was like, I mean, that ain't got damn, I'm proud. I was like, I never said it was. That's why I'm saying this. And then usually they're never how they feel. They're and that, and so, their fear. Yeah, and, it's, and they're it's, protecting themselves. But we gotta unravel some of this shit. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like yeah. there's a difference between you being when you are truly being a pick me, quote unquote, there's a difference between being able to pick out your let's unpack why it is that you have these why it is that you have these particular opinions and who are they suitable mm-hmm. for and how and how are you 
Are you disregarding how these things can harm you? You having these particular right. opinions versus right. versus somebody who dead ass just agrees with men about a particular thing. Like I think there's a there, there's a there's a difference between oh she's a pick me because of this, and then she has this perspective where she feels there should be some room or some grace made for this particular thing. Right. But that's but if we wrapping all this up in the person. same package. What the yeah. fuck we gonna go? Like now, now we're never gonna progress out of. So that means niggas are never gonna ever be right about anything. We can and never it, have a right opinion, and we're forever gonna and be it, the villains. I know, I know, women who truly believe niggas ain't never gonna be shit ever. That all they are here. I, I remember some woman told me, "All I know men to be good for is war and head." That's it. And I was, and I was like. That's a one. That's a cold ass bar. But two, you really believe? <laughs> this is how you feel. And I'm just like, dang. And I'm just like, why? Like, it can't be. I don't know. But see, once again, I'm. I have to be honest. Like, I am coming from a very privileged placement in my life that I had to really appreciate. I, I was exposed to good men and and trifling men but the majority have been good men and the reason why i knew that they were good men was because of how their women were genuinely joyful mm. and genuinely free mm. and that's when that's when i knew oh this man might be a good man because look at her. She is, she is, and mind you, this is a third party situation, but I've seen a lot more happy women with their partner than a lot of unhappy women, either single or with a partner. And so I've been, I've been blessed to see that. And because I've been blessed to see that, maybe I'm too hopeful or too, op- like too optimistic about it. But I've also witnessed um, within my own like parental like guidance, I've seen the downfalls of my father and had to acknowledge his humanity and his manhood and his position in my life and and how that affected how I perceived men. And for me, my experience is men ain't shit and you got to prepare yourself for heartbreak. Mm. Okay, so you yeah. you know like you you don't don't expect a man to um, show up for you or do all those things. Even though my father showed up for me, um, that wasn't enough because he can't fuck your daddy. Okay, so you know you have to you have to see more. You have to you have to see more outside of your parental space. Or you have to think more. And that you can go even towards the extreme of you not having your father in your life. You have to see more than the absence of that person being in your life. Dead to, ass. to still create more for yourself, for your for your life now, right? Because it gets to a point where you can't really blame nobody else for your actions anymore. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta take some level of accountability. Yes, okay, your dad was in your life, or yes, your dad was too much in your life, or yes all those things, but now my reaction and my response is my sin. So how I respond, how I treat another person is on me now. 
And it because everyone don't have the time to look back at what you've experienced and look at it with any other. Mm. They deal with all your past regressions when they presently deal with you. Yeah. <sighs> when they presently deal with that's you, that's what they, they deal with. And yeah. so how you treat another person, and that's why I'm just like for me, I'm I learned not to, um, I, I had to learn how to not baby men. I have to allow men to be men. Um, and if they're not, it's okay. That means you're not my man. That's you know it. what I'm saying? That's it. Like, th- that's it. The, coddle, the coddling <laughs> has to end yeah, at some point for, for somebody to be able to okay. grow up, to be able to start walking on their own and doing, and taking care of themselves. And, um, and for the for the men who realize how much that bothers, how much that's um, an annoyance, because it eventually become an annoyance if somebody is assuming mm-hmm. your assuming your necessities and wants because that's what they're used to. They believe that that's what they how they should treat you, and they right. lean into the idea or of coddling men. Same thing. They use the same thing for everybody, yeah. right? Because this is what some guys be doing, um, and this is what taps into financial abuse. They will pay for the dinner, trick you out. Not even trick you out, because I kind of hate that word because I believe in sex workers. So, but um, not just sex workers, but hyper hypergamy in general. Like I, I, I understand that mindset, but I do believe that people are using the same trick for um, for different ponies, and you can't do that. I think that a lot of people are so like. A lot of men was just like, okay, I pay for her drinks, I pay for her food, I maybe I may have paid a bill here and there, and that's the only thing that they need to do. You only need to provide financially, and that's where a lot of men feel like their um work yeah. comes yeah. at. And it's so So why do any other work? Yeah, and they don't do anything because it's unfortunate because now you're lazy. Because honestly, you're really not even that interested and you're really actually, you know, you have nothing else to offer but your wallet, and once that wallet is gone, then then what? Who then then who are you as a man? And another same thing for women. Once 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 your once you've offered just your sex, or once you've just started with sex, what else is to, what else are you offering outside of that? Are you are you? Everyone needs to bring something. Uh, 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 <laughs> 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 now she was, you was about to say that T word. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, right, rhymes with able. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, but no, I'll pick up what you're putting down though. And I think that's the interesting part about it. And I'm gonna say this and we can we can get to the send it on. I truly mm-hmm. feel like in all honesty, more I, I want I want men to understand, to assess yourself and know that you are worth more, know that you are worthy yeah. of so much more, and understand that you should expect more. You should have expectations. Yeah. Do not assume yeah. because women, because others. because because women are almost in indo- there's this like idea that women are indoctrinated to take care of men that they're going to take care of you the way that you want to be taken care of. In anybody, no matter what, however you show up and however you express your your gender, any of those different situations, there's this assumption. Um, But more than anything, I want folks to stop thinking that particular like we there's a lot of bare minimums and a lot of like real low sets of things that uh, are seen as as quality, quality 
being brought into a situation. And when you talk about uh, when you talk about the quote unquote breadwinner being the person, whoever the person is with the penis at the time, I think that's I think that's okay. But I think that makes sense more if you bring in the context that makes that make sense. If I if I dead ass am already worth all of this money, yeah, baby, yeah. it really it really is an option if you want to work. It doesn't matter, you know. Versus and it doesn't mean anything when it they're doing it for you. Exactly. Because they can do it for anybody. Exactly. And so that's the thing, it is like it's no real, it's no real that's what I'm saying. It's like one of those it's so it's weird. no specialty. Like we have to break that. We have to break that cycle because I agree. honestly, people are really buying into this this BS that, you know, if if he provide if he provides for me, I, I know now, honestly, I'm once again I'm blessed. Because I'm blessed to know a lot of women who are finally thinking about their legacy, not just the legacy of another man. Or they like contribute not, to that. Genuine, their yeah. their legacy. They're yeah. trying to get their family out the hood. They're trying to get their family situated, and they're trying to build something for themselves. And typically, that was the um, ideology pushed. Remember, you talked about certain things and spaces being pushed for certain for women versus men. Yeah. But there's certain spaces for men that are pushed for you to have a legacy, for you to have that foundation and peace and stuff like that. And it, the world has shifted and created that space for you to go and grind and get that. But now that space is not always provided for women to want that, desire that, and still want a partner. It always comes at a sacrificial point. Yeah. It's that, and it, and it, um, it's, it's, even, I mean, we love to talk about Michelle and Barack, but she was smart. Okay. She had a little bit, she had a little bit more, she had more experience during the spaces that they met each other. She, she was, she was a boss. At some point, yeah. and, but also seeing the vision in him, it was a compromise of those things. And that's why the whole becoming tour was a big thing for her, because we got to see her outside of him. Yes. We got to, and, 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 you know, a lot of people don't understand the sacrifice that it comes, that comes into being beside, um, being beside someone, um, who is in the spotlight versus you guys sharing that spotlight. And a lot of people believe that you can't share the spotlight. Someone has to be in the lead. And I just don't, I don't see it that way. I see things, I see things uh, expand outwardly and, and laterally and, and spiritually. I don't see it as just, this is the guy, this is no, like, and maybe that's my own, like my own, anchor to making sure that I maintain a level of independence That's real. because that may be a level of fear because it's just like, I don't want to, I don't want to let go enough to trust that. I don't even want to put that pressure on you to have to take care of me. Um, and maybe that is also a part of just like my upbringing of once again, like I had to go through the whole super colorism stuff and just like not believing that you had anything as a dark skinned woman, even though you are you cute, but you you're not a you're not a Amber Rose or whatever. These niggas not gonna take care of you. You gotta you gotta bring something to the table. Mm. Um and <laughs> and the reality is no. 
I'm like, we didn't have to. I'm cute. <laughs> but I still, I had to, I had to, but I didn't think that way. So I compensated by making sure I had my ducks in a row. Yeah. I made sure that I had my, catch my bears. I had to make sure that I did have good character. I had to make sure that um, I was financially stable. I had to make sure that I was somewhat of emotionally mature. Um, and I have to make sure that I am loving. And some people who are in those positions, they don't got to worry about their character. Yeah. If a dude got money, he ain't got to worry about his character. Yeah. And if a girl look good, she don't got to worry about hers either. That's it. And, 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 and I'm just like, I, it's weird. It's weird as hell. And like the other coin, the other coin to that to me is like accepting the bare minimum from a standpoint of like, okay, you're in a situation where you're with someone who is taking care of all things and you're thing to say how you are quote unquote giving back into the situation that y'all are growing with each other is that you're going to take care of home and I want all women to hear this when I say this this might even be a clip I want you to understand something it is a human ass level thing to take care of our fucking children I'm not going to let you do that shit alone why would I Right. You need it's not it's it's a we're co-pilots in this situation. You know what I'm saying? More right. than anything. We're both the reason why this motherfucker here. So let's we're gonna both right. be the reason why this motherfucker grow. Same yeah. thing when it comes to the crib. People always have this real uh this ghost made staff in their minds. Like I'm gonna be so fucking successful that I'm gonna have a staff of motherfuckers, so it ain't even gonna matter. Like <laughs> I could pay somebody to do that, my nigga. Mm-hmm. Clean your damn house, cause you're gonna some you're gonna have to regardless of the situation. So right. yes, I, I I don't, but I think so many men haven't approached this conversation of quote unquote tables and bullshit like that in the proper ways, and also are being uh, intellectually dishonest on what it is they really care about. What it is mm-hmm. that I think a lot of men have not admitted to when they have these type of conversations, they don't like the idea that they have to work their whole lives and then you don't. You have an option. You have an out to be in a space that seems like a leisurely space being mm-hmm. kept. But we somebody don't. paying not somebody paying for things for you. And that's and that's and that's the thing that I think a lot of men don't even understand. And that's why it's coming a from a, a intellectually dishonest place. Like you know you know so many women who aren't in that position. Who have to work and who will work. And that's not even their character, not even a part of their being to be Mm -hmm. those type of women. Because I think that's there's some people who exploit that. They exploit the fact that we know that and they um and they and 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 they treat our humanity like bargaining chips. Hell yeah. And and that's where you have to have value in yourself because um and you have to thought like Honestly, I, it really got to some point where, like, you know, the older women will, will let me know, like, Aisha, you're a beautiful woman, or you're just a woman with, with you know, integrity. Yes, you, you're a woman with integrity. Please let let this man do what he wants to do for you. Um, let him do that for you because um, you don't always have to, you know, sit, sit and do that. And because you don't realize that you're giving him a lot more than he can actually repay. Mm. Your presence gave him peace. 
your presence, their conversation, the fact that you saw him that very moment and chose to acknowledge him during that time, um, or just give him a listening ear, you don't know what that did for that person. And, and you trying to, you trying to make your presence known when it was already made, like, don't 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 put too much into that let them do that for you um and so you can so you can give them more of what you're giving which is your which is which is your peace you know everyone talks about i want you to be my peace i want you to be your peaceful when you're actually peaceful allow yourself to be treated like you are peaceful Mm. um and i think i had to get to that point because i was overcompensating for things that i was insecure about um but on the outside, people didn't see that insecurity. It was an insecurity that only I saw. And I was acting on that, like, as if everyone saw it. Mm. Um, and so, but a lot of people do. It's not just women, it's men, too. Men do that. They they are insecure about everything else. So they might, they might force feed their money down your throat. They might do those things, you know, to, to sh- hope, hopefully that you won't see who they are. Right. You won't see that they are angry a lot. You won't see that they are confused and lost a lot, that they depressed. feel alone all the time. You mm-hmm. know? Depressed so, too. They're, they're depressed. Niggas, they're niggas depressed. Niggas depressed a lot. Yes, they're yeah. depressed. They're anxious. They're um they feel alone, mm-hmm. like lonely. Yeah. And that's why they they try to lose themselves and other people because yeah. honestly they just feel they just want somebody to pretend like they care. Um and and there's people who pretend like they care and then there's people that do care and the treatments are so far in between. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so real. That's so real. That's so real. That's so real. So last thing I'll ask you, and this is uh, I send it on. Let me know if you can hear this. Can you hear that? I can hear a little bit. You're playing music, but I can't hear it. Can you hear that? A little bit. It's all good. It's going to sound great yeah. behind your voice. But no, my send it on portion of the episode is uh, my call to action. And it's really, you know, it can be some advice. It can be whatever. But uh, my question for you is advice today. What would you say okay. is some great advice for dating during the pandemic? Since you seem to have, since you're currently seeming to yes. be succeeding and yes. flourishing within. Um, the, the advice that I would give you in dating um, during the pandemic would be to, well, well for, for women, I would say is to um, give yourself permission to have fun. Mm. Um, Give yourself permission to have fun and um, only be loyal when loyalty was discussed and agreed upon. Okay. Damn, that's deep. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) That is a good one. Oh, that's a good one. That is a yeah. good one, and I got I got one for the I got one for the, strictly for the niggas, got one for okay. the dudes. Uh, as I said earlier, get your ass a motherfucking therapist, and if you can't currently afford a therapist or whatever it is, you know we can talk about that. There's gonna be more resources on my page when it comes to that on ways to do all those things. But nevertheless, make sure you checking in. Make sure you're good with you. Do not involve yourself. 
with other people. If you haven't checked okay. in with yourself, you haven't healed from certain things. If you didn't been, if you're a serial dater, all you really have had is a bunch of rebounds and no real shots. That's okay. that's that's a real bad situation to be in. So you need to it's a bad look. You need to tap in. You feel me? You need to tap in and tell somebody because nine times out of ten, it's something else that's affecting how you move in this. So highly suggest that it's the biggest it's the biggest cheat code mm-hmm. not only to just dating but to life in general. That's it. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. It, you know? it might not be free, but it's necessary. Yeah, and and there's and okay, there's there's so it many might resources. Not be free, but it's necessary. Yeah, okay. I, I said it, I said it earlier today. We should be able to write that off on our taxes if you go to uh, if you go to therapy since they do it since they do it with th- with the charity and everything you else. Go, you gotta go to the lady. You gotta talk to the lady. I'm willing to talk to the lady for you, baby. Like yeah. you gotta talk to the lady. You gotta yeah. talk to the man. You gotta talk to you gotta talk to your therapist. Yeah. You sit down on the couch. Go sit down you on it. Sit down on the couch. Please, you got to. You please, got to. please. But no, do that voice memo. Do that voice memo. <laughs> Deadass. But no, I thank you so much. I thank you so much for giving me your time yet again, you. yet again, yet again. Thank you. I want you to let everybody you, know how they can follow you, how they can support you, how they can do any of the things. Ooh. You feel me? Okay. Well, okay. So your girl's name is Aisha, aka Skin Deep, S K N Deep. Um, you can also you can find me on She Knew Nothing on Instagram. Um, you can find me uh, on podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or where all podcasts are hosted. Um, S K N Deep, D E E P, and um, and if you can't find it that way, do she knew nothing. And I, when I say she knew nothing, I mean S H E K N E W F O T H I N G. That sounds great. Um, and. <laughs> You know, you can you can do that, or if you want your astrology stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because I love using. I know people are like astrology phobic, but I love astrology and I love looking at the fullness of your chart, so we can work cosmically to find out who you are and what you're here to do. Um, and I love looking at that, especially with partners. I love looking at that, um, and you can find that through Astro Nija Twenty Two. But, you know, your girl's low-key duck in the matrix, you feel me? But those are the places that you most likely be able to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can, you can find all the links and all the things in the description of this episode for sure. Make sure you tap in. Make sure you follow all the things. And go get some, you know what I'm saying? Go get some. Go get some. Go get some. Some of the vibes. Go get some of the vibes. Some of the love. You know what I'm saying? Some of that energy. Love yourself. Love your damn self. Uh, (laughs) If you don't know, you should know. You can follow me everywhere at Kings underscore memoirs. Uh, You can follow the podcast at Simply King Pod uh, on Instagram. And also follow the uh, follow and like the Facebook page at Simply King Podcast. Uh, By the time. Yeah. By the time this comes out. Yeah. Make sure you also go. And uh, subscribe to the Patreon. By the time this comes out, the Patreon will definitely be live. Uh, yeah, Kings you underscore yeah, Kings underscore memoirs. Support yeah, support, support me, support me. All the tiers <laughs> and information are there. You can find that link also dropped right in the description of this one as well. Uh, in addition to uh, all of that, I want y'all to also follow my um, a business page at lifeisking.com. Uh, at Life is King uh, on IG. And the website is Life is King. Life is King com um, for any of your digital marketing creative production needs uh, I appreciate you appreciate you appreciate you this has been the soulfully conscious 
podcast for humans simply being humans i've been rodney perry also known as king this has been aisha odu ola oh woo whoa whoa i keep doing the woo go do it over it's aisha oh wow oh whoa. oh whoa oh whoa oh whoa oh whoa and this oh, has been <laughs> okay and that means money baby come oh, on me money <laughs> and then this has been simply king peace mm, i love it <laughs> yeah.